0: 7. Estic figures in all painting. Palma's friend and fellow worker, Lorenzo Lotto 1480, 1556, came from the school of the Bellini, and at different times was under the influence of several Venetian painters. Palma, Giorgione, Titian without obliterating a sensitive individuality of his own. He was a somewhat mannered but very charming painter, and in portraits can hardly be classed below Titian. Rocco Marsoni Fluid 1505-1520 was another Bellini educated painter, showing the influence of Palma and even of Paris Bourdin. In color and landscape he was excellent. Pordenone 1483-1540 rather followed after Giorgione, and unsuccessfully competed with Titian. He was inclined to exaggeration in dramatic composition, but was a painter of undeniable power. Cariani 1480-1541 was another Giorgione follower. Bonifazio Pintapi probably came from a Veronese family. He showed the influence of Palma, and was rather deficient in drawing, though exceedingly brilliant and rich in coloring. This latter may be said for Paris Bourdin 1495-1570, a painter of Titian's school, gorgeous in color, but often lacking in truth of form. His portraits are very fine. Another painter family, the Bassani, there were six of them of whom Jacopo Bassano 1510-1592 and his son Francesco Bassano 1550-1591, were the most noted form themselves after Venetian masters, and were rather remarkable for violent contrasts of light and dark, genre treatment of sacred subjects, and still life and animal painting. Painting in Venetian territories, Venetian painting was not confined to Venice, but extended through all the Venetian territories in Renaissance times and those who lived away from the city were, in their art, decidedly Venetian, though possessing local characteristics, that precious Avoldo 1480, 1548, a rather superficial painter, fond of weird lights and sheeny draperies, and Romanino 1485, 1566, a follower of Giorgione, good in composition but unequal and careless in execution, were the earliest of the high Renaissance men, Morato, 1498, 1555 was the strongest and most original, a man of individuality and power, remarkable technically for his delicacy and unity of color under a veil of silvery tone, in composition he was dignified and noble, and in brushwork simple and direct, one of the great painters of the time, he seemed to stand more apart from Venetian influence than any other on Venetian territory, he left one remarkable pupil. Moroni Fluid 1549-1578 whose portraits are today the gems of several galleries, and greatly admired for their modern spirit and treatment, that Verona Caroto and Guirolamo di 1474-1555, though living into the 16th century were more allied to the art of the 15th century. Torbido 1486, 1546, was a vacillating painter, influenced by Liberale di Verona, Giorgioni. Bonifacio Veronese, and later, even by Giulio Romano, Cavazzola 1486-1522 was more original, and a man of talent. There were numbers of other painters scattered all through the Venetian provinces at this time, but they were not of the first, or even the second rank, and hence call for no mention here. Principal works, Giorgione, Fate Rustic Loomver, Sleeping Venus Dresden, Altarpiece Franco. Ordeal of Moses Judgment of Solomon Knight of Malta Uffizi, Titian, Sacred and Profane Love Borghese, Tribute Money Dresden, Annunciation S Rocco, Pazaro Madonna Frere Venice, Entombment Man with Glove Loomver, Bacchus Nat, Gaumlon, Charles V Madrid, Danae Naples, many other works in almost every European gallery, Tintorito, many works in Venetian churches, Salute S.S. Giovanni E. Paolo S. Maria dell'Ordesquale and Church of S. Rocco Ducal Palace Venice Acad. Best Work Miracle of Slave, Paolo Veronese. Many Pictures in S. Sebastiano Ducal Palace Academy Venice, Penny Uffizi, Prera, Capitoline and Borghese Galleries Rome. Turin, Dresden, Vienna, Louvre Nat, Gaulandot, Palma Vecchio Jacob and Rachel Three Sisters Dresden, Barbara S. M. Formosa Venice. Other altarpieces Venice Accad, Corona Palace Rhone, Brera, Naples Muse, Vienna, Matt, Gaulon. Lotto, Three Ages Penny, Portraits Brera, Matt, Gaulon, Altarpieces SS, Giovanni e Paolo Venice and Churches at Bergamo, Treviso, Ricanti, Also Uffizi, Vienna, Madrid Gals. Dot, Marsoni, Descent Venice Accid, Altarpieces S. Giorgio SS, Giovanni e Paolo Venice, Pordenone, S. Lorenzo Madonna, Venice Echid. Salome Doria Street George Choir, I nail Rhone, other works Madrid, Dresden, St. Petersburg, Matt, Gaulon. Mona St. John, St. Joseph, etc. Ambrosian Library, Milan attributed to Giorgione, Holy Family, Corona Pell, Rhone, Ducal Pell, Penny Dresden Galles. Supper at Amos Brera, other works Venice Echid, Dot, Paris Bourdain. Fisherman and Dog, Venice Accad, Madonna Cossetade Nilovier, Portraits in Uffizi, Penny, Lumver, Munich, Vienna, Map, Gaulon, Brignola Pell, Genoa, Jacopo Bassano, Altarpieces in Bassano Churches, also Ducal Pell, Venice, Map, Gaulon, Uffizi, Naples Muse. Francesco Bassano, Large Pictures Ducal Pell, St. Catherine Penny, Sabine Sturin, Adoration and Christ in Temple Dresden, Adoration and Last Supper Madrid, Savoldo, Altarpieces Brera, S. Nicolo Treviso, Uffizi, Turin now S. Job A. Venice, NAB. Galandot, Romanino, Altarpieces S. Francesco Brescia, Berlin now S. Giovanni Evangelista Brescia, Duomo Cremona, Padua, and Nat, Galandot, Morito. Altarpieces Brera, Stable Muse, S. M. della Pieta Venice, Vienna. Berlin, Lumver, Penny, Nat, Dot Moroni, Portraits Bergamo Gal Uffizi, Nat, Gaumlandot, Berlin, Dresden, Madrid, Guirolamo Di Madonna Berlin, Conception S Paolo Verona, Virgin Verona Gal S Giorgio Magier Verona, Nat, Gaumlandot, Torbido, Frescos Duomo, Altarpieces S Zeno and S Euphemia Verona, Cavazzola, Altarpieces, Verona Gal and Nat. Downlon. Chapters I. Italian painting. The Decadence and Modern Work. 1600-1894. Books recommended, as before. Also general bibliography. Page XV. Calvi. Notizie della vita e dell'opierdigio. Francesco Barbera, Malvasia. Felsina Petrice, Sir Joshua Reynolds. Discourses, Simmons. Renaissance in Italy The Catholic Reaction, Willard. Modern Italian art. The decline. An art movement in history seems like a wave that rises to a height, then breaks, falls, and parts of it are caught up from beneath to help form the strength of a new advance. In Italy Christianity was the propelling force of the wave. In the early Renaissance, the antique, and the study of nature came in as additions, that Venice in the high Renaissance the art for art's sake motive made the crest of light and color. The highest point was reached then, and there was nothing that could follow but the breaking and the scattering of the wave. This took place in central Italy after 1540, in Venice after 1590. Art had typified in form, thought, and expression everything of which the Italian race was capable. It had perfected all the graces and elegancies of line and color, and adorned them with a superlative splendor. There was nothing more to do. The idea was completed. The motive power had served its purpose. And that store of race impulse which seems necessary to the making of every great art was exhausted. For the men that came after Michelangelo and Tintoretto, there was nothing, all that they could do was to repeat what others had said, or to recombine the old thoughts and forms. This led inevitably to imitation, over-refinement of style, and conscious study of beauty, resulting in mannerism and affectation. Such qualities marked the art of those painters who came in the latter part of the 16th century and the first of the 17th. They were unfortunate men in the time of their birth. No painter could have been great in the seventeenth century of Italy. Art lay prone upon its face under Jesuit rule, and the late men were left upon the barren sands by the receding wave of the Renaissance. Art motives and subjects, as before, the chief subject of the art of the decadence was religion, with many heads and busts of the Madonna, though and the classic still played their parts. After the Reformation at the north the church in Italy started the Counter-Reformation. One of the chief means employed by this Catholic reaction was the embellishment of church worship, and painting on a large scale, on panel rather than in fresco, was demanded for decorative purposes, but the religious motive had passed out, though its subject was retained, and the pictorial motive had reached its climax at Venice, the faith of the one and the taste and skill of the other were not attainable by the late men, and, while consciously striving to achieve them, they fell into exaggerated sentiment and technical weakness. It seems perfectly apparent in their works that they had nothing of their own to say, and that they were trying to say over again what Michelangelo, Coraggio, and Titian had said before them much better. There were earnest men and good painters among them, but they could produce only the empty form of art. The spirit had fled, The M.A. and immediately after the high Renaissance leaders of Florence and Rome came the imitators and exaggerators of their styles. They produced large, crowded compositions, with a hasty facility of the brush and striking effects of light. Seeking the grand they overshot the temperate, their elegance was affected, their sentiment forced, their brilliancy superficial glitter, when they thought to be ideal they lost themselves in incomprehensible allegories. When they thought to be real, they grew prosaic in detail. These men are known in art history as the Mannerists, and the men whose works they imitated were chiefly Raphael, Michelangelo, and Correggio. There were many of them, and some of them have already been spoken of as the followers of Michelangelo. Agnolo Bronzino 1502, 1572 was a pupil of Pontormo, and an imitator of Michelangelo. Painting in rather heavy colors with a thin brush, his characters were large but never quite free from weakness, except in portraiture, where he appeared at his best. Vasari 1511-1574 The same Vasari who wrote the lives of the painter's hand versatility and facility, but his superficial imitations of Michelangelo were too grandiose in conception and too palpably false in modeling. Salviati 1510-1563 was a friend of Vasari, a painter of about the same cast of mind and hand as Vasari and Fedrigo Zuccaro 1543 1609 belongs with him in producing things muscularly big but intellectually small Marotto 1528 1612 though classed among the mannerists as an imitator of Correggio and Raphael was really one of the strong men of the late times there was affectation and sentimentality about his work a prettiness of face rosy flushed tints and a general lightness of color but he was a superior brushman a good colorist and At times, a man of earnestness and power, the eclectics, after the Mannerists came the eclectics of Bologna, led by the Karakside, who, about 1585, sought to revive art. They started out to correct the faults of the Mannerists, and yet their own art was based more on the art of their great predecessors than on nature. They thought to make a union of Renaissance excellences by combining Michelangelo's line, Titian's color. Correggio's light and shade and Raphael's symmetry and grace. The attempt was praiseworthy for the time, but hardly successful. They caught the lines and lights and colors of the great men, but they overlooked the fact that the excellence of the imitated lay largely in their inimitable individualities, which could not be combined. The eclectic work was done with intelligence, but their system was against them and their Baroque age was against them. Midway in their career, the Carrickside themselves modified their eclecticism and placed more reliance upon nature, but their pupils paid little heed to the modification. There were five of the Carrickside, but three of them—Ludovico 1555–1619, Agostino 1557–1602, and Ennibale 1560–1609—led the school, and of these, Ennibale was the most distinguished. They had many pupils, and their influence was widely spread over Italy. In Sir Joshua Reynolds's day they were ranked with Raphael, but at the present time criticism places them where they belong painters of the decadence with little originality or spontaneity in their art, though much technical skill. Domenichino 1581-1641 was the strongest of the pupils. His street Jerome was rated by Poussin as one of the three great paintings of the world, but it never deserved such rank. It is powerfully composed, but poor in coloring and handling. The painter had great repute in his time, and was one of the best of the 17th century men. Guido Reni 1575-1642 was a painter of many gifts and accomplishments, combined with many weaknesses. His works are well composed and painted, but excessive in sentiment and overdone in pathos. Albani 1578-1660 ran to elegance and a porcelain-like prettiness. Guercino 1591-1666 was originally of the eclectic school at Bologna but later took up with the methods of the naturalists at Naples. He was a painter of far more than the average ability. Saffo Ferrato 1605-1685 and Carlo Dolce 1616-1686 were so supersaturated with sentimentality that often their skill as painters is overlooked or forgotten. In spirit they were about the weakest of the century. There were other eclectic schools started throughout Italy at Milan, Cremona, Ferrara but they produced little worth recording that Rome certain painters like Cristofano Allori 1577-1621, an exceptionally strong man for the time, Maratini 1596-1669, and Maratta 1625-1713, manufactured a facile kind of painting from what was attractive in the various schools, but it was never other than meretricious work. The naturalists, contemporary with the eclectic sprang up the Neapolitan school of the naturalists, led by Caravaggio 1569-1609 and his pupils. These schools opposed each other, and yet influenced each other. Especially was this true with the later men, who took what was best in both schools. The naturalists were, perhaps, more firmly based upon nature than the Bolognese eclectics. Their aim was to take nature as they found it, and yet, in conformity with the extravagance of the age, they depicted extravagant nature. Caravaggio thought to represent sacred scenes more truthfully by taking his models from the harsh street life about him and giving types of saints and apostles from Neapolitan brawlers and bandits. It was a brutal, coarse representation, rather fierce in mood and impetuous in action, yet not without a good deal of tragic power. His subjects were rather dismal or morose, but there was knowledge in the drawing of them, some good color and brushwork and a peculiar darkness of shadow assays originally gained from Giorgione that stood as an earmark of his whole school. From the continuous use of black shadows the school got the name of the Darklings, by which they are still known. Giordano 1632-1705, a painter of prodigious facility and invention. Salvador Rosa 1615 1673 best known as one of the early painters of landscape, and Ribera, a Spanish painter, were the principal pupils, the late Venetians, the decadents at Venice, like the Renaissance came later than at Florence. But after the death of Tintorito mannerisms and the imitation of the great men did away with originality, there was still much color left, and fine ceiling decorations were done. But the nobility and calm splendor of Titian's days had passed aid. Palma del Giovine 1544-1628 with a hasty brush produced imitations of Tintorito with some grace and force, and in remarkable quantity. He and Tintorito were the most rapid and productive painters of the century. But Palmas was not good in spirit, though quite dashing in technic. Padovanino 1590-1650 was more of a Titian follower. But, like all the other painters of the time, he was proficient with the brush and lacking in the stronger mental elements. The last great Italian painter was Tiantolo 1696-1770, and he was really great beyond his age. With an art founded on Paolo Veronese, he produced decorative ceilings and panels of high quality with wonderful invention, a limpid brush, and a light flaky colour peculiarly appropriate to the walls of churches and palaces. He was, especially in easel pictures, a brilliant, vivacious brushman, full of dash and spirit, tempered by a large knowledge of what was true and pictorial. Some of his best pictures are still in Venice, and modern painters are instinted in their praise of them. He left a son, Domenico Tiepolo 1726-1795. Who followed his methods? In the late days of Venetian painting, Canaletto 1697-1768 and Gardi 1712-1793 achieved reputation by painting Venetian canals and architecture with much color effect. 19th century painting in Italy, there is little in the art of Italy during the present century that shows a positive national spirit. It has been leaning on the rest of Europe for many years. And the best that the living painters show is largely an echo of Dusseldorf, Munich. Or Paris. The revived classicism of David in France affected 19th century painting in Italy somewhat. Then it was swayed by Cornelius and Overbeck from Germany. Morelli 1826 shows this latter influence. Though one of the most important of the living men, in the 1860s Mariano O'Fortuny, a Spaniard at Rome, led the younger element in the glittering and the sparkling, and the style mingled with much that is more strikingly Parisian than Italian, may be found in the works of painters like Michetti. Dnetti's 1846-1884, Favretto, Tito, nono Simonetti, and others. Of recent days the impressionistic view of light and color has had its influence, but the Italian work at its best is below that of France. C. Gantini was one of the most promising of the younger men in subjects that had an archaic air about them. Boldini, though Italian-born and originally following Fortuny's example, is really more Parisian than anything else. He is an artist of much power and technical strength in genre subjects and portraits. The newer men are Fragio Como, Fattori, Mancini, Marchetti, Principal Works, Edna in any R.I.S. Bronzino, Christ in Limbo and many portraits in Uffizi and Nat, Gallandot, Vazari, many pictures in galleries at Arezzo, Bologna, Berlin, Munich, Lumver, Madrid, Salviati, Charity Christ Uffizi, Patience Penny. St. Thomas Loomver. Love and Psyche Berlin, Federigo Zuccaro, Duomo Florence. Ducal Palace Venice. Allegories Uffizi, Calumny Hampton Court, Baraccio. Pardon of St. Francis Urbino. Annunciation Loreto. Several pictures in Uffizi, Matt. Galan, Loomver. Dresden Gal Ludovico Carroxide. Cathedral Frescoes Bologna. Thirteen pictures Bologna Gal. Agostino Carroxide frescoes with Annibale Farnese Pell, Rhone, Altarpieces pieces below Miguel, Annibale Karachi, frescoes with Agostino Farnese Pell, Rhone, other pictures below Miguel Uffizi, Naples Muse, Dresden, Berlin, Louvre. Matt, Galmlandot, Domenichino. St. Jerome Vatican, S. Pietro Invencoli, Diana Borghese, Bologna, Penny. Louvre. Matt, Galmlandot, Guido Reni, Fresco Aurora Rospigliusi Rome, many pictures Bologna, Borghese Galpini, Uffizi, Brera, Naples, Loomver, and other galleries of Europe, Albani, Guercino, Sasso Ferrato, and Carlo Dolci, works in almost every European gallery, especially Bologna, Cristofano Allori, Judith Pinney, also pictures in Uffizi, Marettini and Beretta, many examples in Italian galleries, also Loomver, Naturalists Caravaggio, Intumant Vatican, many other works in Pitti, Uffizi, Naples, Loomver, Dresden, St. Petersburg, Giordano, Judgment of Paris Berlin, many pictures in Dresden and Italian galleries, Salvador Rosa, Best Marine in Penny, other works Uffizi, Brera, Naples, Madrid galleries and Corona, Corsini, Doria, Chigi Palaces Rhone, Late Venetians Palma Jovine, e Ducal Palace Venice, Castle, Dresden, Munich, Madrid, Naples, Vienna Galleries, Padovanino, Maraging Canaan Ealing Angel and Other Works Venice Acad, Carmena Venice, also Galleries of Loomver, Uffizi, Borghese, Dresden, London, Tietolo, Large Fresco Villa Pizzinistra, Palazzo Labia Squalla Carmena, Venice, Villa Valmarina, and at Würzburg, Easel Pictures Venice Acad, Loomver, Berlin, Madrid, Canaletto and Guardi, Many pictures in European galleries. Modern Italians Morelli. Madonna Royal Chap. Castiglione. Assumption Royal Chap. Naples, Michetti. The Bownat. Galrone, Dinettis. Place du Carousel Luxembourg Paris, Boldney. Gossips Smet. Muse. New York. Footnote 5. Only works in public places are given. Those in private hands change too often for record here. For detailed list of works see Shanglin and Parkins. Cyclopedia of Painters and Paintings. Chapter XII. French Painting. 16th, 17th, and 18th Century Painting. Books Recommended. Amorini. Vida del Celebrate painter Francesco Primaticcio. Vulgar. Histoire de l'école française de peinture aux bi Cicla, Bland. Els Painters de Spates Gallants. Wado. Boucher. and L, Kermer. Louvre de Jean Fouquet. Aborde, Edudes sur L's Beaux-Arts en France et Anatelli, Didot. sur Jean Cousin, de Meyer, French Painting in XVI Century, Dumont. Antoine Watteau, Dorsiou. Nouvelles recherches sur L'Avide de l'Azur, Genevi. style Louis X Ivey. Charles Albrun, Concord Lord du XVI siecle, Cicla, Guybel. Jade Nicolas Poussat, Giffrey. La de Jean Cousin, Labored, La Renaissance des Arts à de France, Lagrange. J. Barnett et le Oxbi OXVIIME CICLA, L'Écoïde de la Marche. Auré René, Mance. François Boucher, Michels. Aude sur Lord flamin and Zewist et le Médie de la France, Mans, Lower Renaissance en Italien en France, Poulouster. La Renaissance en France, Patterson. Renaissance of Art in France, Patterson. Claude Lorraine, Poilón. Nicolas Poussat, Strenahan, History of French Painting. Early French Art. Painting in France did not, as in Italy, spring directly from Christianity, though it dealt with the religious subject. From the beginning of decorative motive the strong feature of French art appears as the chief motive of painting. This showed itself largely in church ornament, garments, tapestries, miniatures, and illuminations. Mural paintings were produced during the 5th century, probably in imitation of Italian or Roman example, under Charlemagne, in the 8th century. Byzantine influences were at work. In the 11th, 12th, and 13th centuries much stained glass work appeared, and also many missile paintings and furniture decorations. In the 15th century René of Anjou 1408-1480, King and Painter, gave an impetus to art which he perhaps originally received from Italy. His work showed some Italian influence mingled with a great deal of Flemish precision, and corresponded for France to the early Renaissance work of Italy though by no means so advanced. Contemporary with René was Jean Fouquet 1415, 1480, an illuminator and portrait painter, one of the earliest in French history. He was an artist of some original characteristics and produced an art detailed and exact in its realism, Jean Perriol, 1528, and Jean Bourdicon 1457, 1521, with Fouquet's pupils and sons formed a school at Tours which afterward came to show some Italian influence. The native workmen at Paris they sprang up from illuminators to painters in all probability showed more of the Flemish influence. Neither of the schools of the 15th century reflected much life or thought, but what there was of it was native to the soil, though their methods were influenced from without. 16th century painting, during this century Francis I at Fondenblow, seems to have encouraged two schools of painting one the native French and the other an imported Italian, which afterward took to itself the name of the school of Fontainebleau. Of the native artists the clouds were the most conspicuous, they were of Flemish origin, and followed Flemish methods both in technique and mediums, there were four of them, of whom Jean 1485, 1541, and François 1500, 1572, were the most noteworthy, they painted many portraits, and François work, bearing some resemblance to that of Holbein. It has been doubtfully said that he was a pupil of that painter. All of their work was remarkable for detail and closely followed facts. The Italian importation came about largely through the travels of Francis I in Italy. He invited Tufon and blow Leonardo di Avenci, Andrea del Sarto, Il Rosso, Primaticcio, and Niccolo dell'Abate. These painters rather superseded and greatly influenced the French painters. The result was an Italianized school of French art which ruled in France for many years. Primaticho was probably the greatest of the influencers, remaining as he did for 30 years in France. The native painters, Jean Cousin 1500, 1589 and Toussaint Dubroy 1561-1602 followed his style, and in the next century the painters were even more servile imitators of Italy imitating not the best models either, but the mannerists, the eclectics, and the Roman painters of the decadence. 17th century painting. This was a century of great development and production in France. The time of the founding of the French Academy of Painting and Sculpture. And the formation of many picture collections. In the first part of the century the Flemish and native tendencies existed. But they were overawed. Outnumbered by the Italian. Not even Rubens's painting for Marie de' Medici. In the Palace of the Luxembourg. Could stem the tide of Italy. The French painters flocked to Rome to study the art of their great predecessors and were led astray by the flashy elegance of the late Italians. Among the earliest of the century was Fremine 1567-1619. He was first taught by his father and Jean cousin, but afterwards spent fifteen years in Italy studying Parmigianino and Michelangelo. His work had something of the Mannerist style about it and was overwrought and exaggerated. In shadows he seemed to have borrowed from Caravaggio. Vuet 1590-1649 was a student in Italy of Veronese's painting and afterward of Guido Reni and Caravaggio. He was a mediocre artist, but had a great vogue in France and left many celebrated pupils. By all odds the best painter of this time was Nicolas Poussin 1593-1665. He lived almost all of his life in Italy, and might be put down as an Italian of the decadence. He was well versed in classical archaeology and had much of the classic taste and feeling prevalent at that time in the Roman school of Giulio Romano, his work showed great intelligence and had an elevated grandiloquent style about it that was impressive, it reflected nothing French, and had little more rude in present human sympathy than any of the other painting of the time, but it was better done, the drawing was correct if severe, the composition agreeable if formal, the coloring variegated if violent, Many of his pictures have now changed for the worse in colouring owing to the dissipation of surface pigments. He was the founder of the classic and academic in French art, and in influence was the most important man of the century. He was especially strong in the heroic landscape, and in this branch helped form the style of his brother-in-law, Gaspard douai Sixteen thirteen sixteen seventy five, 1613-1675. The landscape painter of the period, however, was Claude Lorraine 1600-1682. He differed from Poussin in making his pictures depend more strictly upon landscape than upon figures, with both painters, the trees, mountains, valleys, buildings, figures, were of the grand classic variety, hills and plains, sylvan groves, flowing streams, peopled harbors, Ionic and Corinthian temples, Roman aqueducts, mythological groups, were the materials used and the object of their use was to show the ideal dwelling place of man the former garden of the gods, panoramic and slightly theatrical at times. Claude's work was not without its poetic side, shrewd knowledge, and skillful execution. He was a leader in landscape, the man who first painted real golden sunlight and shed its light upon earth. There is a soft summer's day drowsiness, a golden haze of atmosphere, a feeling of composure and restfulness about his pictures that are attractive. Like Pusati depended much upon long sweeping lines in composition, and upon effects of linear perspective. Court painting, when Louis XIV came to the throne painting took on a decided character, but it was hardly national or race character. The popular idea, if the people had an idea, did not obtain. There was no motive springing from the French except an inclination to follow Italy, and in Italy all the great art motives were bad. In method the French painters followed the late Italians and imitated in imitation in matter they bowed to the dictates of the court and reflected the king's mock heroic spirit echoing the fashion of the day painting became pompous theatrical grandiloquent a mess of with vanity utterly lacking in sincerity and truth lebrun 1619-1690 painter in ordinary to the king directed substantially all the painting of the reign He aimed at pleasing royalty with flattering allusions to Caesarism and extravagant personifications of the kin as a classic conqueror. His art had neither truth, nor genius, nor great skill, and so sought to startle by subject or size. Enormous canvases of Alexander's triumphs, in allusion to those of the great Louis, were turned out to order. And Versailles to this day is tapestried with battle pieces in which Louis is always victor, considering the amount of work done. Lebrun showed great fecundity and industry, but none of it has much more than a mechanical ingenuity about it. It was rather original in composition, but poor in drawing, lighting, and coloring, and its example upon the painters of the time was pernicious. His contemporary, al Suar 1616-1655, was a more sympathetic and sincere painter, if not a much better technician. Both were pupils of the wet, but al art was religious in subject. While Lebron's was military and monarchical, El had a feeling for his theme, but was a weak painter, inclined to the sentimental, thin in coloring, and not at all certain in his drawing. French allusions to him as, the French Raphael, show more national complacency than correctness. Sebastian Borden 1616-1671 was another painter of history, but a little out of the Lebron circle. He was not, however, free from the influence of Italy where he spent three years studying color more than drawing. This shows him.